Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. I am joined for an update by the member for Northern Victoria, Wendy Lovell. Good morning, Wendy. Good morning, Terry. Thank you very Good much. Good morning, listeners. Thank you very much for your time this morning. You've been a very busy MP out and about, and you're going to be involved, or you maybe you are already involved in this flood inquiry. We're going to look at what happened to us all late last year. Yes, Terry, and that's going to be very important. I think it's really important that the members of parliament get out to the flood regions and actually see what happened on the ground. Last week, we moved a motion in the parliament that was supported by the crossbench and that set up an inquiry into the floods and that's going to look at all aspects of floods the causes and what contributed to it um, the adequacy of the emergency warnings the funding of our emergency services to deal with it and anything that people really want to um, to raise people can learn about this inquiry by going to the parliament's website it's um if they follow parliamentary activity committees and then click on the legislative council tab, I know it's it's a bit convoluted, they'll find the flood inquiry in the terms of reference there. But I'd encourage everyone locally who was affected by the floods to put in a submission to that inquiry. And to those who have big issues like people who were affected by levy banks breaking and not knowing if they're going to be repaired or people were, who were affected because they didn't get a warning or something like that, for them to actually um, uh, uh, to, to actually um, request to appear before the committee. Okay. The committee will come out and have public hearings in um, regional Victoria, so I'll be pushing very strongly to have one here in Shepparton. But, of course, we need to go to Rochester and Echuca and Seymour, everywhere that was affected, even those up around the Eildon Wall themselves, they didn't get any warning. Um, they were told the day before that um, that the releases would remain at 12,800 megalitres and suddenly at 11 o'clock at night they increased to 38,000 megalitres and by 2am they have wa- they had water around their homes and in their paddocks and um, they had very little warning. So all of these things can be looked at and we can make recommendations to the government about what should be done, whether levy banks should be repaired, whether local SES and search and rescue squads should be resourced better, how the warning systems should operate in the future and um, what sort of warnings people should get about releases. So you're sort of looking at, by the sound of what you're saying, um, how to do it better next time, but what about issues of compensation and things like that? Will the inquiry be looking at that? Well, that's certainly something that people can raise. Yes, absolutely they can raise those sort of things because there's a lot of compounding um, you know, pressures on our region um, that have come from the last floods and um, also we've seen that uh, insurance companies aren't exactly being helpful to many people. So we can even have a look at some of those things. Yeah, I think you raised uh, an issue in relation to Rochester, people in Rochester um, having their insurance premiums go up so high or not even, you know, some insurance companies are saying they're not even going to quote for Rochester properties, which must be heartbreaking. What are people supposed to do? Well, what the Rochester community are telling me at the moment is there's a bit of a blanket ban on giving insurance in Rochester. So that means people who want to sell homes or buy homes can't even um, complete that transaction because the buyer can't get insurance 
um, and the banks won't lend unless you have insurance um, to cover that loan. So that's a that's been a, a problem. But the main problem is for those who are um, wanting to get on with repairing their homes, some of them are being asked to, to sign off on incomplete scopes of work, which might not even have a kitchen, replacement kitchen or something in it. One lady, the um, scope of work she was asked to sign off and had a stove in her toilet. Now, you're not going to sign off on something like that. They're being pressured to take early payouts and um, that won't necessarily cover the cost of the replacement of the works that need to be done. So um, we need to have a look at, at all of those sort of things. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't sound like... Uh, yeah, it sounds, definitely sounds like Rochester needs a bit of help. Absolutely. You're also concerned about the need for increased social housing in Shepparton. I mean, this has been on the agenda for years I would say and we are seeing a couple of developments spring up are we not? Um, some small developments but what we're seeing mainly statewide and here in Shepparton is that the government are now hiding the waiting list numbers and also hiding the number of houses that are available locally. So what we've seen is um, traditionally that those waiting lists have been published quarterly and we haven't seen a waiting list since last June. So that's two full quarters, the September quarter and December quarter data that's missing. And of course, we're eight months on from last June. What we know is that as at the 30th of June last year, the waiting lists under this government since they came to power had increased by nearly 60%, over 59%. But more importantly, Terry, the early housing waiting list, which is for people who are homeless, at risk of recurring homelessness, um, or people who have a disability, people who are escaping family violence, people who have a special housing need, that had increased by 208%. There's now um, 55,043 families on a waiting list for public housing in the state. And of the, the, as a component of that, 30,766 of them have priority status that, that says they need to be housed immediately. Here in Shepparton, they've changed the way they report the, the data, but what we know is that there's 2,433 people uh, or ha families that were on the waiting list last June. Um, now, that will have increased dramatically over the last eight months, plus add to that the people who've been displaced because of floods. So we're probably looking at somewhere close to 3,000. But of the 2,433 families that were on it last June, 1,362 of those have priority status. Now, the latest data they've published around um, housing numbers is that there's only 1,653 public housing property or social housing properties in Greater Shepparton. And that would, people stay in those homes for a lifetime, some, you know, for many, many years. So you're saying we need another three, 300 I'm sorry, we need another 3,000 or do well, in addition order to, to that 1,600? In order to house all of the people on the waiting list, you would need that. Now, that's a lot. The reality is that not everyone on the waiting list will, um, will be housed because some people, um, you know, are just on it because they can be and they already have, um, you know, sustainable housing anyway. Um, but those the um, 1,362 who are on the priority list, they need to be housed. Now, some of those properties we have here will turn over, 
But if we're waiting for all those to turn over until we can house the people on the priority list, it's nearly every house in Shepparton. That's not good enough and this government needs to do more. When I was in government, uh, the, the housing minister, I actually drove that housing waiting list down. There were 42,000 and something families on it when I took over and, and left. I left it at about 34,500 families on the waiting list. There were um, 9,990 that were on the priority list. I thought that was too high. I was working to get that number down. And I was working really hard to do that by building new houses, by um, looking for other ways that we could assist people into housing. But this government has just left people to languish on a waiting list with no help whatsoever. Obviously, um, I don't know, councils talked about this on and off, the issue of getting more land release for those developments. There's a mm. bit of a backlog there. Well, I think the, there are some uh, properties that the the council can look at. They're currently looking at some um, room on a, a, um, a car park, a car park yeah. yes, in High Street. Um, I think the old fire station would actually make a really good site. It's a very big block and you could build um, units around the outside of that looking into a courtyard so that people still had some private open space. One of the problems with the development that they proposed in Moore Street was there was no private open space for those people, nowhere to go outside and sit, you know, in a garden and read a book or even have a cigarette. <laughs> you know, it's it was just, um, it was not a good site for, the, for that housing. And we can look for better sites. We can certainly do much better than the Andrews Labor government is doing in Victoria now. We're going to run out of time, Wendy. And I know there's one more thing you wanted to raise just quickly, and that's in relation to buses. Yes, yeah, sure. This is about the school bus issue. And of course, this is not the fault of the Greater Shepparton Secondary College. This is the fault of the government. What we're seeing, um, and we've had numbers of reports to uh, our office of, of students who've been left by the side of the road or haven't been able to get on a bus because they're overcrowded. The government said they would provide um, this transport to every student in Shepparton at Greater Shepparton Secondary College, plus the students who qualify for for other schools. So they need to ensure that there's adequate buses available. And what we're seeing is a buck being passed. And I've been running into this problem when I keep raising it in Parliament that the Transport Minister says, it's not me, it's the Education Minister. The Education says, it's not me, it's the Transport Minister. And you just keep getting sent on this roundabout. Now we had an issue on the front page of the Ship News just a couple of um, weeks ago where a family was complaining about being left on the side of the road. And again, the Shep News got that run around. So this is just not good enough from the government. We need to, um, I've raised it now with the Education Minister and asked her to work with the Minister for Transport to fix this because we need to make sure that kids are safe and that they're delivered to school on time. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, perhaps you can let us keep, keep us abreast of that issue. It's obviously an, a bit of an ongoing matter. All right. Well, thank you very much, Wendy. Where are you off to today? Where am I off to today? I'm off to the office. I have a number of constituent meetings in the morning and um, then I'm heading for Melbourne later in the afternoon. Am I allowed to reveal what you might be doing shortly? <laughs> I have some uh, meetings in Melbourne tomorrow and then tomorrow night I'm going to see Ed Sheeran. It's <laughs> actually a present that I bought for my sister for her nice. birthday. So the whole family will be at the MCG tomorrow night just to see Ed Sheeran and I'm looking forward to that very much. And then I'll be up bright and early on Friday to get to Bendigo for the day. <laughs> I reckon there'll be quite a few Shepherdtonians down there um, shouting out for Ed Sheeran. So. Oh, he's an absolutely wonderful performer. We love him. Seems Thank like a you. really nice guy too, actually. Yeah, he does, doesn't yeah, he? he really Someone does. Someone who really cares. Yeah, well, you enjoy yourself, Wendy.
Thank you. Thank you very much for your time this morning. We've been speaking to Wendy Lovell, the member for Northern Victoria. The local property market is hot and there has never been a better time to sell. Are you thinking of selling or maybe you're just curious about what your home is worth in today's market? Your Sold Real Estate has many qualified buyers looking for properties across the Golden Valley in all price ranges right now. At Your Sold Real Estate, you can expect a fresh, reliable, old-fashioned and proactive approach when it comes to selling your property. Put the billy on and we will be around for a cuppa and a chat. Call today, 5831 6633 or visit our website at You'll be sold by our service. Station sponsor. This is John Painter and Craig Stott from, from 1FM's FM Sport and Road. Central Tire Service is now your Goodyear Auto Care Centre. With on-farm tire servicing, computerised wheel alignment and balancing, complete front-end alignment and brake repairs, and a full range of automotive batteries. There's not a lot the friendly staff at Goodyear Auto Care can't do. Servicing the Goulburn Valley since 1952. Central Tires, now Goodyear Auto Care, can be found at 117 Wellsford Street, Shepton. Phone 58 219 Station sponsor. At Outback Real Estate, we understand that to get the right deal, you need to have the right people surrounding you. We know you need the right advice and the right information, so we make the effort to ensure that both the vendors and buyers enjoy their real estate journey by providing a tailored service that's just right for you. Specialising in properties for agriculture and business, we provide services to commercial and residential developers. Visit our new website at outbackproperties.com.au. Outback Properties, where understanding real estate is our business. Station sponsor. Sometimes life stresses can build up and leave us overwhelmed. If you've been finding it hard lately, there is support available near you. New Access by Beyond Blue is a free, confidential mental health coaching program designed to help get you back to feeling like yourself. With no doctor's referral required, it's easy to access. And with coaches local to your community, you know you'll be talking to someone who understands. For more information, search Beyond Blue New Access. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.